It's time for JB and the General, presented by the Omni Nashville Hotel. Live on WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. Call or text into the show right now. 615-844-5600. That's 615-844-5600. Broadcasting live from the Strike and Spare studio, here's News Channel 5's John Burton and Patton Cook. Well, we made it. Friday is here, everybody. What's up, Nashville? JB and the General on WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. John Burton, General Patton Cook is here. Good morning, General. Good morning, JB. Friday is here, one week in the books. We uh, we are about to complete our first week together at JB and the yes. General. Feels good, doesn't it? Sure does. And first time we'll get to talk a little at Nashville SC today. Too. We're, we're going to get to that in due course. Oh, yes. We are presented by the Omni Nashville Hotel. We're coming to you live. From the Strike and Spare Family Fund Center Studios, 925, of course, we'll talk with uh, Mr. Callahan from Go Vols 24-7. Not Brian. Not Brian. Ryan Callahan. It's kind of like Ryan Sandberg, the great Cubs uh, slugger. He said, it's not Ryan, it's Ryan. (laughs) Okay. 1025 from the Nashville Post. I always get that wrong because John Glennon does so many different things for so many different companies, but he is... He writes for the Nashville Post, covers the Titans for the Nashville Post, covers the Predators for NHL.com. He uh, he is also the co-host of the Believe in Titans podcast. He will join us at 1025, so we'll talk a little Titans, little Preds. Preds get a win last night in L.A., 4-1. to Colton Sizzins having a nice Mm -hmm. year. Had a goal and two helpers. Be interesting to see, like I said, we've been talking about it. It'll be interesting to see what the Preds do at the trade deadline. Are they going to... You know, try to acquire talent, go all in to make the playoffs. Right now, they're in a virtual tie with St. Louis for that last wild card playoff spot. Uh, the Blues have a game in hand. They played fifty six games. The Preds just played their fifty seventh. So it's going to be a, a a dash to the finish. I'll be interested to see what they do at the trade deadline, and I'm sure you, you'll be interested as well. We'll talk to John Glennon about that. Um, yeah, Nashville SC a three nil win over. Mocha Chocolata FC. Correct. Mocha FC sounds like something you order, order at Starbucks, doesn't it? it? It really does. It is the perfect uh, perfect name, quite frankly. I, I wish Nashville had. It was Mocha SC here in Nashville. Yeah. First round of the first leg of the Champions Cup. And watching that game, Pat, and you, and you would be a better judge of this than me, was Nashville SC that good or was Mocha FC that bad? Mocha FC looked like hot garbage. Yeah. I mean, how the hell did they make this tournament? Well, it's, Don't uh, you have to be kind of good to make this tournament? Uh, the level for Major League Soccer clubs, it's a lot harder because the league is better. Of course, the league that uh, Mocha FC is in, in the Dominican, uh, not the greatest challenging of leagues. A lot of those players will you'll never see on the international level. Nashville SC has a few players you will see, uh, oddly enough. Anibal Godoy, Walker Zimmerman, who didn't play last night mm-hmm. due to injury, but international level players nashville sc has mocha you can't really say it nashville was clearly the favorite uh last night and i thought they did what they needed to do uh take it to mocha fc and i liked what gary smith said after the game he said in preparation to this we wanted to play uh birmingham and then huntsville as well because two teams that will sit back and that's exactly what mocha did oh yeah uh, last night so i i liked gary had 
some sort of sense on what he was going to see coming into it. He's basically like, let's 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 go let's go at him, get on top early, and you know, kind of rock and chair this thing. Exactly, because there aren't going to be too many games where Nashville. Is, I'm assuming now maybe that changes this season with some of the new faces that they brought in. You're not going to see ball domination like Nashville SC had too much, I'd say, in Major League Soccer. They had over 60% of the possession last night. But, uh, yeah, great win. Honey Mukhtar and Sam Surge, both goal and an assist to each other. I, yeah, I, that, so, was, that was good to see. I mean, that's that right there, John, is to me is the main story. The link up between those two, you yeah. didn't really see it second half of the season. You saw it in the League's Cup, and that's why I think they made it as far as they did. But, Exciting, exciting start last Surge night. Surge has been a really good pickup for that club, man. He is he, that kid can play, man. It, and really, we know about Mukhtar, but exactly. Surge is really good. And same Surge, I think he fits what Gary Smith wants to do. I, we had the Aki Loba uh, fiasco, where really styles of play just didn't work in a mix to what uh, Gary needed in his number nine. He wants a tall striker who can kind of give the one-twos off the main star, which is Honey Mukhtar getting the goal last night off a Sam Surge assist, like I just said. So um, the offense was there. Joe Willis made a key save right at the uh, right at the bell of halftime in the first half. So uh, they did well, top to bottom, did well, and they were missing their captain last night. Walker Zimmerman, no word on yet if he'll, he will be ready this weekend. Don't believe he made the trip, so he uh, was watching on his couch like everybody else last night. All right, so Sunday, they're here, just down the road at Geodis Park. Yep. New York Red Bulls. Okay, so that's the MLS portion. Correct. They will kick off their Major League Soccer season against the New York Red Bulls. Uh, a pretty pretty good opponent, quite frankly, in the Eastern Conference. So that would be a, a nice test. And then they follow it up again on Wednesday. They will have the second leg against Mocha FC. Now, of course, leg one, they will carry over this Three nothing result in aggregate, so they will start out with a three nothing lead uh, at Geodis Park. So as long as they don't lose by four goals on Wednesday, they will win, and that'll be key because with the cushion, you probably don't have to play everybody, and if you do play them, you don't have to play them very long. If Honey Mukhtar starts, expect sixty sixty five minutes. He's off, resting the legs, getting some ice on. Um, so it that result last night was big because it. It takes a lot of the pressure off coming off a very intense game on Sunday in your Major League Soccer season debut to now a Wednesday game that you get to take a little bit more with caution, I'd say. Right. So Smith will go probably more all out Sunday, you know, to try to get that first, you know, that three points in the MLS. Whereas, like you said, with aggregate, so they when the game starts, SC's already up three 0 Exactly. Now it won't say it on the scoreboard. Right, right, right. You'll have it just just above the actual scoreboard on, on the game. They'll have it up there. But yes, uh, without a doubt, we'll go stronger on Sunday. That's what he's got to do. You want to get out to a fast start. They did that last year. Came crashing down a little bit in the second half, but want to start strong. Want to start fast. And at home, uh, you want to give the fans something to cheer about. And I, I have a feeling they'll do that this Sunday. I had a weird dream last night. Really? Yeah. You know, I've always had that reoccurring dream, like either going back to high school football or my days playing rugby, you know, playing organized sports, where for whatever reason, I'm in a situation where I get to play one more game. And this one was my old rugby team back in Pittsburgh. Maybe because they've got their anniversary banquet coming up and they've invited me to come host it. I guess that's what why it's on my mind. 
So we're play, we're playing somewhere. We're playing a match somewhere. I want to say it was overseas. It was like this beautiful rugby facility, like just absolutely gorgeous. And I'm in the locker room. I'm getting my stuff on and putting my putting my uh, knee sleeves on and my kit. And I'm getting ready to go. For whatever reason, though, it's taking me forever to get out to the field. Like I missed the first half of the match getting out to the field. And I'm walking through the tunnel to get to the field. And I see my buddy Ronnie, you know, my friend that passed away. Who was my teammate for so many years. Like, as I'm walking, I look over to my right, and he's getting, like, medical attention because I guess he got a concussion. So I'm finally getting out to the field, and I'm, like, trying to get myself ready to play. And all my teammates are giving me stink eye because, you know, I was late getting out there. And so I'm trying to loosen up and get ready, and then I woke up. So then I said, well, I'm up. I might as well go to the gym. And so I drank some pre-workout, and I went to the gym. By the way, a little life hack for you. If you're going to drink pre-workout on an empty stomach before you work out have a plan that's all i'm gonna say have a plan i think i know where you're going with you that. see <laughs> like with black coffee in the right morning, exactly yes. have a plan yes because did you have a plan John? i did have a, a plan, plan and right. i executed the plan there flawlessly so everything go. everything worked out but it was just <laughs> yeah it was like you know i'm getting you know i'm getting loosened up getting ready to go all of a sudden i'm like I need to execute my plan. Yeah. So that was kind of weird. I, I'm i interested in asking our listeners today, like, what's the weirdest sports-related dream you've ever had that you can remember? Because I've had that reoccurring dream. Like, my last high school football game ended in disaster. All we needed to do was win or tie, and we're playing our rivals. Last game of the year. Now, it was November, in uh, early November in upstate New York, and it was a snowstorm the night before the game. Oh. And... I was the fullback. Our, our running back was like the best running back in the area. So instead of just leaving the snow on the field, you know what they did? They plowed it, and it was just a just a it was just mud slop fest. I had to take my SATs in the morning, and then go. So I'm playing. I'm like wearing my my pants and my pad and my jersey, taking my SAT, and then then we had to go to play the game, and it was zero zero because nobody could move the ball, nobody could score. And it was going to be one of those things where all we had to do was hold on and tie, and we would we would have went to you know went to the playoffs. And they blocked a punt through our end zone on like basically the last play of the oh game, and we lost two nothing. So I probably given away my high school football career ended is why I have that reoccurring dream where I'm always trying to go back to play that one last game in high school, but I can't get to the field. There's always like a door or a fence. I can see the field. I can see my teammates. They're there. They're waiting for me. I just got to get there. But every time I was like, okay, let me hop this fence. There's another fence. Then there's a door. Then there's a guy telling me I can't get through. I got to go around. And then I wake up. It's crazy. So I'm just curious to know. It's it's Friday. There's not a whole lot going on. Um, I'm just curious to know, like, what's the craziest sports-related dream you've ever had that you can remember? Do you have one, Patton, by any chance? Yeah, you know what? It kind of like yours. Mine didn't end as disaster, quite quite frankly. But my last ever soccer game was at DCA. Uh, we were in the first round of the playoffs. Uh, to put it lightly, we never really went very far. The schools in our district were, for the most part, better than us. The way I describe it is, 
athletes at DCA, we didn't re- so we had some soccer players that played on the soccer team, but for the most part, we had athletes playing right. soccer. Right. Okay. Which, okay. It, it was Just guys that could run. Exactly. And, yeah, run. And were, yeah. But I mean, love those guys, friends that I've had forever. So, but we ended up losing in a penalty shootout, and as myself, the goalkeeper. You end up having the final say on how the thing goes. I blocked two, I believe. I ended up scoring my penalty kick. But of course, like you, you're you have the dreams. Well, what if I what if I dove right here instead of diving left? It's stuff like that. That is my that is my I I probably had that same dream probably twenty times already. And I, I I've only been out of high school now for and it'll be eight years. Right, not up. even ten years you've been out. Exactly. So but that that is mine. Just the what if moments throughout the entirety uh, of that? Yeah, exactly. Right, and it's you know this. I'm 53 years old. I was 17 at the time, so right. that was a lifetime ago. But I still think about it. And when we get together, when I go back home and I get together with my old cronies, we still talk about it because it's just one of those things where, I mean, it's a valuable life lesson, right? right. It's a great life hack that things don't always go the way you planned, and you know you can prepare, and sometimes you still come up short. But I just. I don't know. It's just a weird. It was just a weird dream, man. Right. I don't. I have no idea why, you know, I that you know that that occurred, and I just kind of woke up, and that was it was like a hour and a half before I had set my alarm, and I was like, well, I'm you know I'm up. Well, I mean, and because if I go back to sleep, either a I'm going to oversleep, or b when I wake up, I'm just going to be you know dead to the world. I'm going to be a freaking zombie. Right. And I and I vividly vividly remember kind of before the game, you kind of had that feeling maybe this is it. I'm, like, I'm not going to cry. If it's over, it's over. I'm still going to be able to live my life. Oh, I bawled my eyes out. I, I, the match is over. I walk over, look <laughs> at our head coach, and I just start breaking. I'm like, good grief. Oh. I, it was it was a disaster. Yeah, I, I, ba- I yeah. bawled my eyes out. Yeah. I bawled my eyes out. And I, I remember, you know, I get home and, you know, my mother's like, she didn't go to the game. She was like in the kitchen, I think, cooking something. She's like, what's the matter with you? I'm like, ah, ah, we lost the game. This is my last game. She's like, well, all right, you know. I was like, thanks, Mom. Right. <laughs> Let me know, have this moment. You understand, you know, for a 17-year-old kid, you know, I just played my last high school football game, and that was the last organized football game I ever played in my life. I wasn't going to, you know, play ball in college. You know what I'm saying? I didn't go on to have a, you know, a stellar everybody thinks i played football in college because when they look at me they think you know i was a college football player but i wasn't right you know and it was like that was my life at that time it's everything in your life bro yep high school sports kind of from freshman year on you're thinking this the nfl i mean it, it's for it, college <laughs> soccer i mean professional oh, i'm yeah. going there yeah i'm going there exactly senior year hits like maybe i'm not going there. maybe i'm not going maybe you know what maybe mom was right maybe i should look into this journalism broadcasting thing because right. i don't i don't think i'm gonna make the nfl yeah. and it was it's actually i i did a year at uh junior college got a really good got hands-on got to do a lot of stuff uh shout out to herkimer uh, county community college in beautiful mohawk valley upstate new york where i went for two years um after year one, I was actually going to transfer to Brockport State and try to play Division three football. I actually sent my tape to the coach, and, you know, I went. We drove up there, and I met with him, and he said, yeah. He said, you can help us. He said, you can catch the ball. You can block. You can run. He's like, you can you can, you can help us. And, and then, uh, you know, my mother was like, do you really want to do that? You know, I mean, it's <laughs> – I understand. You know, football's great, but it's just a game, and – you know, she's like, son, you're not going to go to the NFL. So 
I decided I got a good. I had a good. Just thing delaying to, the inevitable. I had a, yeah, yeah. I, exactly, exactly. I had a good thing going uh, where I was, and so I decided against it. But it's good to know that a, that a um, a Division three football coach was interested in me. Yes, and you know, basically said, yeah, if you want to come and play, you know, we'll we'll you know we'll we'll see what we can do with you. So. For no other reason, I mean, you get to say it on the radio. You just got to tell. Like, I got to tell a great story on yep. the radio, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Your phone calls are welcome throughout the morning. We're here till 11 a.m., 615-844-5600. You can text us as well. Uh, as I said, John Glennon from the Nashville Post, Believe in Titans podcast, and NHL.com will join us at 1025. Up next, we'll head up to Knoxville and check in with Ryan Callahan, Goval's 24-7. You're listening to JB and the General, WNSR. In a single moment, everything can change. When a player's sudden cardiac event brought a national football game to a halt, it shone a spotlight on the importance of CPR readiness. Now, with youth sports in full swing, the American Heart Association is rallying parents and coaches to be ready in an emergency. To be ready, learn hands-only CPR. It's a skill anyone can learn in minutes. Visit heart.org slash handsonlycpr and become a lifesaver today. We all make resolutions this time of year. And let's face it, most of them won't stick. But here's one that's not only easy to keep, but will help you feel healthier all year long. Navage. Navage provides quick, drug-free nasal relief by washing saline in one nostril, around the back of the nose, and out of the other nostril. This time of year, when everyone is sick, Navage helps by sucking out germs, bacteria, and viruses trapped in our noses that cause us to feel miserable. And come allergy season, it does the same with dust, pollen, and other allergens. And unlike medications that can take time to help, if they're effective at all, Navage helps treat congestion symptoms in seconds flat, without drugs. This New Year's resolve to use drug-free Navage to help you breathe easier, sleep better, and feel healthier all year long. Ask for Navage at Walmart, Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid, Target, or find us online at Navage.com. Navage. N-A-V-A-G-E. Clean nose, healthy life. Gas, groceries, utilities, you name it. The price of everything is going up. And if you're stuck in a bad timeshare with rising maintenance fees, the financial burden can be crushing. It is time to get your finances in order and get the real facts about that timeshare that you are stuck in and your options to get rid of it. Chuck McDowell, founder of Wesley Financial Group, has been helping families out of horrible timeshares for over 10 years and has put together a complete timeshare exit information kit that he will send you absolutely free. To date, over 30,000 families have trusted Wesley Financial Group to help them out of financial hardship by getting them out of bad timeshares. Get the facts about how the timeshare industry works and your options for cancellation. Simply call Wesley now for your free timeshare exit kit and see how you can become timeshare free. Call 800-462-3333. That's 800-462-3333. Once again, 800-462-3333. Looking for something to take your mind off this traffic? How about a true story of instant success? Did you hear about the two friends who went grocery shopping in Ashland City and picked up everything on their list plus $75,000? Or the one where a truck driver made a last-minute stop off Interstate 40 and drove off with a cool million? All their lives changed in an instant, and yours could too. So stop by your local retailer for your chance with instant games from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing, life-changing fun. Please play responsibly. Hey, it's John Burton from News Channel 5. 
and it's Pat and Cook from Nashville Sports Radio. We are excited for our new show, JB and the General, every Monday through Friday right here on WNSR Nashville Sports Radio. Talking all things Titans, Nashville SC, Preds, anything you want, we can talk. And we don't mind going off the beaten path once in a while as well. Again, that's every Monday through Friday, 9 to 11, right here on WNSR. that one breathe for a little bit man went up the spirit in the sky jb and the general friday edition wnsr nashville sports radio we head up to knoxville check in with our vols guru ryan callahan from go vols 24 7 good morning ryan how you doing pal doing well how about you guys doing good man this is your first uh, official appearance on the new jb and the general show congratulations you made it yeah thanks for having me and thanks for uh not letting greg take me with him like the like the fish and jerry Maguire. you know he's trying to take me with him. <laughs> well i gotta tell you that was a very that was a bone of contention during negotiations and i said uh I stood firm on it, so there you go. Um, oh, I'm honored. Uh, absolutely. No. We, we're honored to have you, as always. Um, well, interesting game for Tennessee the other night at Mizzou. They kind of played with their food for a little bit in the first half, kind of you know, got things going in the second half. And it's funny, Brian, because you look at the South Carolina game where they lost at home, and it, it just seemed like everybody was standing around waiting for Dalton Connect to do something. This game was a little bit different. Connect kind of took over in the second half, but other guys contributed as well. Is that more of what the doctor ordered uh, in your mind based on what you saw? Yeah, and, and that's that, that's got to be something that's, uh, you know, for, for whatever reason, this team has continued to find a, find a way to, to have some of these performances along the way. And usually when you least suspect them in the types of games that they uh, aren't really thought to have, uh, a reason to have any trouble, you know, uh, the first half of the Vanderbilt game in Nashville, uh, losing at Mississippi State. So it, it's been a really interesting team because they still feel like the type of team that could can make a deep run, could could even have this, the, the kind of ceiling that could make this a Final Four team. Uh, and then they've had these moments where things just aren't going the right way for them and, and they're just not quite themselves. But like you said, this was a little bit, a little bit different. It wasn't just sitting around watching Dalton connect, but it was – uh, it, it was connect that, that that at least helped bail them out that night. Uh, not not a not a crazy performance, but a good one uh, that that helped Tennessee uh, get things kind of back on track in the second half and find a way to win that game. So it's uh, it, it, and, and from their perspective, at least they get to learn from it and, and build on it, coming off a win and didn't have to learn another hard lesson with uh, with another uh, ugly loss. But they they did have a, uh, at least some moments in that game that they're going to have to. Uh, figure out what's going on during those spells because it was, it was kind of ugly and, and scary there for them for the first half. Yeah, I mean, that would have been a disaster had they lost that game. And let's, let's be honest, to a team that hasn't won an SEC uh, uh, conference game yet. Uh, also standing out in this game, Ryan, Toby, a walk, obviously. You love the 18 points, but you really love the six-for-eight field goals. Yeah, no question. And that's 
You know, that's that's the Tobey Awaka that we, we kind of thought we might see a little more this year. It's been more Jonas Adu than him this year, but uh, Awaka has that potential and can, can do that at times. So it's, it's more of what you've seen from that surrounding cast, you know, when they actually have everyone, uh, or at least some, some other people, uh, doing some of the heavy lifting with Dalton Connect. It, it's somebody different night to night, and that's, that's one of the reasons this team has a chance to go far. And yeah, he's one of those guys that, you know, when and he's efficient like that offensively, um, you know, the, the game's just kind of coming to him naturally. He can be a really good scorer. So I, I still like his future potential and, and certainly, uh, you know, not, not shocked to see him have a game like that because he's very capable of that. Um, this team just hasn't needed him to do much of that, frankly, with all the, all the other scores they have and with what Jonas Adu has done in the post. They've not really had to rely on him for a game like that very much. Ryan, a guy that we've kind of talked about maybe being key for Tennessee in March, Santiago Vescovi, has been pretty quiet scoring. What do you think they need from him to be successful as the games get bigger and bigger? Well, I, I don't think they have to. The, the beauty of this team and the way it's kind of constructed and the surrounding cast, they, they don't have to have him be the, the go-to scorer. They don't, he doesn't need to be the one that, uh, that has to knock down a tough shot when uh, when they go through a dry spell offensively, and that's that's the unfortunate position they kind of found themselves in at times the, the past few years. So that this this should be, I think, a more comfortable team for uh, for Vescovy to to be able to find his role. It's just been an adjustment, I think, for a lot of the year. Um, so I think the key is just you know him feeling uh, feeling comfortable in his role and and not not forcing things, but also. Um, not, not being just a bystander either. He's got to feel like he's part of the offense and, and, and just take shots, uh, that, that are sort of in the flow, uh, of things and, and, and not forcing it. So I, I think he, I think he's done better with that lately. And it seems like he's had some, some nice games here and there, uh, where it does look like he's starting to sort of figure out what he can be on this team as sort of a, a secondary scorer on a lot of nights, uh, to Dalton Connect. But at the same time, he's, He's a guy that might be an X factor for this team in, in March. I was just going to say that, is. Ryan. I think he's the key. I think he's the yeah. key guy. I mean, I, I can't disagree with that because, you know, let's face it, there, there are going to be teams and, and probably everyone they face that, that are going to figure out some ways to, to maybe slow down Dalton Connect a little bit or are going to throw everything they can at him uh, to keep him from taking over a game. And it's going to come down to Santiago Vescovi and Jonas Adu. And those guys being able to to make some tough shots, and again the shots are going to be there for Vescovy. He's just got to know when to take them, when not to. And he's when he's feeling feeling good and, and and sort of in the flow of the offense, he's still capable of being a really reliable scorer and just um, and, and knock down some open shots. That's all they need him to be. It's just it, it seems like for whatever reason, and maybe it is just as simple as adjusting to a new role. It's not been as efficient. It's not been as easy for Vescovy for parts of the year, but you're seeing signs of him maybe starting to figure it out here and there. It just needs to be a little more consistent. Ryan, some pretty big, big, pretty big games coming up: Auburn, Alabama, South Carolina, Kentucky. Of course, A and M this weekend. Do I know the I know the narrative in March? Is there anything they can do? throughout the regular season and maybe calm some of those uh, nerves for Vols fans as March Madness <laughs> approaches? Uh, no, probably no. not. <laughs> <laughs> you know how Vol fan is, right, Ryan? 
Yeah, and 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 too many uh, too many Tennessee fans are saying, you know what? It, it doesn't matter. I've seen this. Uh, I've seen this one before. <laughs> we uh, we know what happens when when it gets to to March Madness. But uh, but yeah, I mean they, they do have a good uh, a, a really challenging stretch run here to to be able to to kind of prove themselves all over again. They've got a, a regular season championship on the line. You know they're only a game back from Alabama in the standings and have a chance to go to Alabama here soon to. Uh, to, to play a really important game that probably will determine that regular season championship or certainly go a long way toward it. So um, they, they do have a chance to, to, to sort of can continue to prove themselves to, to this fan base uh, over the next few weeks. But, yeah, I think the nerves are still going to be there. They could go 5-0 and down the stretch and win the SEC <laughs> tournament. I think you'd still have some fans wondering, is the other shoe going to drop uh, mm. when they get to, to the NCAA tournament? So we'll, we'll see. But, yeah, I think that the key is you just want to see this team you know, having fewer of those uh, of those sort of head scratching performances, uh, playing more up to their potential, more consistently. Um, the the ceiling, no one's denying that. We've seen that. You know, at Kentucky, some of the other games they've had this year, they're they're going to be really tough to beat when they play that well. And, and I think we will see a good bit of that that team over the next five games. And that is the one uh, upside for Tennessee to to play in this tough of a stretch down the uh, in in the final five games of the regular season as you. You're going to have to elevate your play night after night, so I don't think they're. I don't think you're likely to see as many lulls here down the stretch. But uh, you know, we'll, it'll be interesting to see kind of where this team is now after after having some tough moments at times uh, earlier in SEC play. Can they go through a five game kind of gauntlet like this and mm. uh, and answer the bell every night? Ryan Callahan is our guest. Go Vols twenty four seven at Ryan Callahan two four seven on Twitter X. Joins us every Friday here on WNSR. Uh, Ryan, I also wanted to ask you about Jordan Ganey. Um, you know, he's he's had some nice games off the bench for Tennessee as well. How much of a factor can he be going forward? Yeah, I, I, it's going to be a night-to-night thing, I think, yeah. just realistically. But, man, when he is when he has been needed and, and, and sometimes just when there's an opportunity for him, he has really stepped forward and, and shown he can be a major scorer for, for this team. So, I... You know, that's another guy that, you know, if it's not working for Vescovy, for Josiah Jordan-James, whoever, he, he's certainly one of those guys, Jordan Ganey, that, that can really uh, elevate his play and, and step forward as that as that needed secondary score to take some of the pressure and attention off of Dalton Connect. So that, that's just yet another reason, you know, this, this feels like a different Tennessee team in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, every time you say that, they have one of those games that I grew up <laughs> earlier, like, like Missouri, right. uh, at least in the first half. But... That that's another reason why you think this team just might be different because they've got seven or eight of those guys and Jordan Ganey's certainly one of them that can that can carry them on any given night. I mean, even Josiah Jordan James with his twenty six point performance uh, a couple weeks ago. This is just a team that has uh, enough pieces uh, in place that most teams don't have uh, that that you really can look at them and they've got so many counter punches to what you can throw at them. And Jordan Ganey might be one. I mean, we talked about Vescovy, but. I, I could see Ganey being the type of guy that has a 16, 18-point game in the NCAA tournament that sort of helps them survive a night when somebody else is off their game or in foul trouble or whatever. And that's that's going to be a big deal to have someone like that at their disposal off the bench. Switch gears, talk a little football. Uh, Heupel uh, adding to his coaching staff this week, right? Yeah, it's been a been an interesting stretch here. You know, it's it's always when you least suspect it that you find yourself uh, scrambling to fill coaching vacancies, and that's that's where Tennessee was. We thought this was going to be a quiet off season. Uh, they had Jerry Mack, the running backs coach, and uh, and linebackers coach Brian Jean Marie both leave within a span of a few days last week, and then 
uh, filled those vacancies both pretty quickly. And, and a, within a span of about an hour, those hires became uh, official Monday afternoon, uh, getting Darrell Sims from Cincinnati as running backs coach and uh, as linebackers coach William Inge uh, from Washington Sort of via Alabama. He, he was <laughs> reportedly headed to Alabama, had not gone there yet, but uh, was expected to join Kalen DeBoer's staff and follow them from Washington um, and, and instead decides to, to alter course and go to Tennessee. So um, he was the co-defensive coordinator and linebackers coach at Washington. So uh, a guy who's pretty well respected in the business and, and had that title at Washington, but will be just linebackers coach at Tennessee. And uh, you know, they look, look like two pretty good hires on the surface. Certainly Darrell Sims, I think, in more of an up-and-comer. Uh, hasn't had a chance at an SEC-type school yet, um, but still has a, has a good reputation everywhere he's been as a recruiter. Um, had, had the number one running back in the country at one point. Reuben Owens committed during his time at Louisville back in 2022 before Scott Satterfield left there and, and, and Owens flipped to Texas A&M. So uh, lots of things to like about both of those hires. And Seems like uh, two guys that will be pretty seamless fits in replacing what they lost in Jerry Mack and Brian John Marie. Ryan is a uh, Donaldson Christian Academy graduate. I wanted to ask you about a uh, DCA uh, young man, Carson Sneed. Of course, Big Bro is walking on at the Vols. Is the expectations Tennessee, do you think, or is there still some room? Uh, of course, only a class of 2026 um, uh, recruit. Yeah, and uh, certainly a name that we've heard a lot already. Though he, it was almost a year ago that he got an offer from Tennessee during uh, during the off season last year, coming off his, uh, I guess that would have been his uh, his freshman season, just a sophomore this year, and uh, you know really good looking prospect has has continued to see his stock rise. You know he's been at Tennessee more than any other school to this point, obviously with his brother being there, and I think that's likely to continue. He was just on campus for Tennessee's junior day back on February third. Uh, would expect him to be there for the the spring game uh, in April as well, and 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 we'll see if he makes it again makes it there again sooner than that. But yeah, I, I think the Vols are, are probably going to be tough to beat in that one. But there's some other teams still trying to still trying to make that more of a of a battle. I think he's in the in the 20 plus range in terms of offers. You know, Ole Miss and a couple other schools he mentioned to me recently were still recruiting him pretty hard. But uh, Tennessee's done a good job there, continue to get him on campus consistently, and you know he's he's the type of guy that I think is going to be. Top 100, top 200 nationally uh, by the time it's all said and done for that class. And that's a big deal for Tennessee and State if they can keep him there. So I think they're they're going to continue to make him a priority. And if, as long as something doesn't go wrong, I think they're going to be tough to beat for him. What holes do you think are still on the Vols roster right now? Of course, the portal will open back up again in the spring. Do you have a position in mind they still need to look at, or do you think they're pretty complete right now? Yeah, you're never complete these days with the way <laughs> things are. But uh, but I do think they feel uh, you know pretty good about most positions. The one that that I think and, and spring practice might dictate this how aggressively they go after additional help in the transfer portal. But they never were able to get someone at offensive guard. Um, that's that's still a position where uh, you know looking to, to to sort of fill a, a vacancy there with Ollie Lane moving on. There's not a not a ready-made starter on the roster. They've got some guys who've played a little bit. Uh, certainly Andre Carrick and uh, Jackson Lampley started the bowl games. They've got some internal options there, uh, and they could potentially shuffle some guys around to, to get their best five. So that that's probably what spring practice is going to be about uh, on the offensive line. Everything else is pretty much in place uh, with Lance Hurd, the LSU transfer, likely slotting in at left tackle. John Campbell flipping over to right tackle, we think. So 
who settles in at, at left guard uh, to sort of fill that vacancy? And if they can't find someone or settle on someone, uh, that's certainly a position I could still see them addressing in the portal. But otherwise, that you know, it's going to be just kind of looking around at what's out there. You know, we'll see if safety is another position they've had some interest in uh, exploring options, but not really been all that aggressive in going after help there. So it's going to just depend on who else is out there. But I think guard is still one where if they look like that's an issue after spring practice, I think that's certainly one they could prioritize a bit more. Ryan, a baseball team off to a 4-1 start to get the run rule win over ETSU the other day. I know you have to consider the competition, but it's got to be good for Vitello to see the lineup uh, clicking this early in the season. Yeah, and you've seen that a couple times uh, already. You know, that, that was kind of the bounce back from a 3-2 to two win uh, the day before where uh, against UNC Asheville things weren't clicking quite as much, but he, he – he seemed to, you know, kind of relieved that they had that type of game, kind of a wake-up call midweek that, um, that that these teams are are going after them every night. You know, they've kind of got the uh, the target on their back uh, with everyone they face because they they've made such a name for themselves the past few years, and uh, and they've got to they've got to bring their A game most of the time, or they could they could risk losing a midweek game like that certainly. Um, but yeah, a couple times already, including last weekend, we've seen the offense show up in a pretty big way, but we've also seen a couple games that suggest. This team is still, you know, finding its footing offensively, and that's that's not unusual for February, obviously. But still, a, a reminder that this team is, is, you know, has lost some pieces, and it's a different looking lineup. And that while the talent is there, it still might be, a, a, you know, prone to some fits and starts uh, while they figure things out. So it's a, it's a really good team, and you saw the upside there on Wednesday, and you saw the day before, you know, what it can look like maybe when those guys aren't swinging quite the same way. But that's that, that's baseball in some ways, and. We'll see how this team continues to evolve, but four and one, uh, pretty good start so far, and and, and that they've not not too many complaints on Tony Vitello's end uh, to this point. Ryan, you're the man. As always, appreciate the time and the knowledge, my man. Absolutely, thanks a lot, guys. Have a great weekend, Ryan Callahan. Go Vols, twenty four seven. Your phone calls wide open till the top of the hour six one five eight four four fifty six hundred. You can text us as well at that very same number. We're coming right back, JB and the General on WNSR. You enjoy the thrill of gambling, but what happens when it becomes a problem? Whether you want to cut back or quit gambling altogether, the Gambling Clinic has been helping people change their gambling for over two decades. We're here to help, not to judge. The Gambling Clinic is a Tennessee-based clinic offering in-person and telehealth support to help people win back their life. Visit us at thegamblingclinic.com. This project is funded by the Tennessee Department of Mental Health and Substance Abuse Services. Bob Steak and Chop House, located in the Omni Nashville Hotel, is a nationally renowned steakhouse specializing in the finest corn-fed Midwestern prime beef. The menu formula is simple. Incredible meat, gigantic shrimp, fabulous salads, and decadent desserts. Start your experience at Bob's with the fried calamari or fresh scallops seared in Texas burnt honey. All the beef at Bob's Steak and Chop House are USDA prime cuts. From the traditional fillet of tenderloin and ribeye to the adventurous Kansas City bone-in strip. They even have two different surf and turf options. And if you're looking for the other white meat, Bob Steak and Chop House serves a dry-aged pork tomahawk with homemade applesauce. Fresh seafood is on the menu from salmon to scampi and even fresh lobster tail. For reservations, give them a call or log on to the Omni Nashville Hotel website. Bob Steak and Chop House at the Omni Nashville Hotel. 
pack is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Susan, it's so great to finally be able to get together again. Oh, it sure is. And I really appreciate you picking up the bill. I'm happy to. I've got the extra cash. Since we've all been driving so much more again, I've been using Upside, the free app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the Upside app? Yes, I get real cash back just for buying the gas I was going to buy anyway. But is it a hassle to use? No, it's super fast and easy, and I can cash out whenever I want. That's a total no-brainer. I'm downloading the free Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code LIFT for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's promo code LIFT. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, to PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code LIFT for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code LIFT. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. It's a Bill King show. We created a rule decades ago on the show. Weddings, things of that nature during the playing portion do not get consideration. No, 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 no. Don't do that. Weddings are meant for the spring. They do not get consideration during the playing portion of the season. That's just the way we work it around here. That's the way we play it around here. Weekday mornings beginning at 6 on Sports Radio 560 on 95.9 FM. Motorhead, the ace of spades, the ace of spades. I think Lemmy died, right? The lead singer of Motorhead. You're not familiar with Motorhead, are you, Pat? <laughs> no, not really the DCA genre, I must say. Yeah, they did not played a lot of speed metal at uh, DC at Dawson Christian Academy. No, no. <laughs> JP at the General Show on a Friday. Glad to have you with us. We're here till 11 a.m. John Glennon from the Nashville Post is going to join us at 1025. But for now, let's go to the phones. And now it's time for the NFL Roundup with our guy, Eric. Well, that music can only mean one thing. It is time to go around. That ass. Football Hi, Eric. Or in this case, John, professional wrestling. Yeah. What you got, man? Well, a couple of things. First of all, of course, you know, Elimination Chamber is tomorrow early morning for Purple Yes, Australia. yes, in Australia. Are you going to be up and early for that, or are you going to stream it uh, later? No, no. I, I love professional wrestling, but I'm not getting up at 4 o'clock. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that ain't happening. Watch it, John. But I will say this. I used to get up on Saturdays between 5 and 5.30 in the morning to go take a walk in my neighborhood. Yeah. About 6 or 7 in the morning on Saturday, so I'll probably be doing that So. I'll probably catch highlights of it later on YouTube or whatever. But mm-hmm. just pretty much, as far as uh, the thing tomorrow, you pretty much know how everything's going to go except for one thing, mm. and that's the men's elimination chamber because I think there's one or two scenarios. It's mm. either going to be Randy Orton or potentially Drew McIntyre, but I still got a feeling also, too, that Damian Priest will be fall in the cash-in. Yeah. Because my perfect period storyline would be this. 
is that Drew McIntyre beats Seth Rollins, finally gets the world championship, and then Damon and then Priest cashes in and, and screws him over. Yeah, I can then, see that. Yeah, and, I don't know for some reason. Yeah, I like yeah. I like I like McIntyre tomorrow to win that for yeah, some yeah, reason. Yeah, yeah, Although yeah. Seth yeah, I, Seth Rollins versus Randy Orton at WrestleMania would be amazing. Yeah, 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 yeah. It would be, and also in the Grayson Wall effect. Uh, from right here, the Rock's not in Australia, neither is Roman Reigns. But I got a feeling Paul Heyman or somebody from the blood. Don't believe it until you see it. I wouldn't be surprised if either or both yeah. of them showed up tomorrow. Well, it could be, and the storyline I'm hearing for that is that, uh, of course, night one, Seth Rollins, Dakota Rhodes against uh, Roman Reigns on The Rock. The Rock mm-hmm. is the one that gets pinned. Mm-hmm. He gets so pissed that he screws Roman Reigns out of the title. At Cody yeah. Rhodes. But it's just a story which says something else made for there. Yeah, a lot of the happen. dirt sheet slash uh, uh, podcasters yeah. are thinking that's how it could go. And I think that's the best way to involve Rock in this because, you know, yeah. I think Listen, it's great to have Rocky back. Don't get me wrong, yeah. but we yeah, all want to yeah. see Cody finish the damn story already, sure. right? Yeah, yeah, and he's a and, he, and he's a part timer. And there had also been rumors, which I don't think they do this. Would be shocked talking about Roman Reigns keeping the belt, trying to break real San Martino's all time record, which I think it would happen either. He need he need to keep it like another year or, or no or or, or, or no or, or or two something like that. Yeah, and I don't think they want to see that's that. not going to happen. I don't think that type of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Because and why are you having Cody match, Rhodes win the Royal yeah. Rumble if you're not going to have him yeah, and, beat and Roman at Mania yeah, after what happened sense. last year? Because I believe the only match that Roman Reigns may wrestle before the end of the year, if he comes back, maybe SummerSlam, and then pretty much if, if he does come back after that, won't be until the following year because he's supposed to be doing the moves and stuff. Yeah. And one more thing concerning WrestleMania, I guess you've heard this. I'm kind of surprised I didn't think of this idea earlier. I heard a report that Sylvester Stallone's going to be involved in this, whether he shows up or. Does a video package promo? Stallone? Uh, He's not going to get in the ring, yeah, is he? Yeah. <laughs> well, well, not necessarily get in the ring, but it's oh, okay. Of Philadelphia and Rocky. Yeah, and that'd be cool. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah, Tyler yeah. Roads and stuff like that. Yeah, that'd that's be a great cool. Idea, which I'm kind of surprised they didn't do that a long time ago. But there's reports that that's how he's going to be involved. However, they do it with either video package. I like that. Or just or like Cody Rhodes, or maybe he'll be there to hand Cody Rhodes the belt or something like that. But anyway, just just my thoughts, and I'll definitely be calling you again to talk more about. WrestleMania and all that stuff coming up. Good talk to you, John. Okay. Uh, Patton, y'all take care. Have, Have a good weekend, weekend man. Thanks. Soon. All right, let's get Tony before the break. Tony in Nolansville. Good morning, General. Good morning, John. Good morning, Tony. Hey, good first week, guys. Thank good you. first week. I wanted, I wanted to Thank you, Tony. There. Two things that went by this week that I hadn't heard much chatter about. Number one... Y'all did see where the Titans have the drunkest fans in the NFL. Did y'all see that? I saw something. I didn't read it, but I, I, it came across my eyes somehow. Either I, yeah. It was based off of uh, how many people had received DUIs <laughs> after NFL games. Mm. And, and Some of the, the people Titans that cover the team were getting DUIs. Had, <laughs> the Titans had an average of .093. Mm. And the two teams that followed was the Colts and Steelers. Mm, yeah, I've witnessed firsthand so, Steelers. That is a drunken debauchery Steeler home game. Well, I mean, you had to watch Ryan right. Tannehill for the past three years. <laughs> right. Can you blame him? I mean, hey, Nashville for you. That's what I said. After what the fans had to endure and watch, yeah. they, what do you expect? You know. And uh, another thing, Pat, and this is a shout-out for me and you, our governor's baseball team, Went yes. down to Mississippi State in a midweek series, two games, and kicked their butts, John. Uh, yeah. Mississippi State 3-2, to two, and then 
nine game and come back and won thirteen to ten. So uh, let's go, P. You know, maybe uh, maybe some things are going on up there with that new baseball coach from Oklahoma State. So, well, well, I wanted to point get your top hat, and your monocle on, my man. You know, let's go, P. <laughs> hey, hey, when they play at Vandy, I always have a Austin P. hat on, Vandy shirt or a Vandy hat on, and an Austin P. Uh, shirt. I got to support them both when they do that. And I cheer for whoever's back. Got to do that. Hey, guys, have a good, safe weekend. And like I say, congratulations on a good first week. Thanks, Tony. Thanks, Tony. Appreciate it. All right. On that note, we'll come back, wrap up our number one right after this. Oh, beautiful gold rush with your sparkling top prize. You surely are a sight for sore eyes. And jackpot slots with your chance of $75,000 winners. Oh, how I'd take you for a candlelight dinner. Uh, sounds like people are really loving the new February Instant Game from the Tennessee Lottery. Play today for your chance to win up to $5 million. Only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. Attention business owners, WNSR has some exciting opportunities for your business to thrive in the dynamic world of sports radio advertising. As the proud home of some of your favorite sports teams like the Atlanta Braves, Memphis Grizzlies, and more, we understand the power of sports in bringing people together and creating a passionate community. We believe that your business can become an integral part of this experience, reaching a diverse and engaged audience. Contact the WNSR sales team for an opportunity to discuss how Nashville's sports radio can elevate your brand to new heights. Whether you're interested in a specific sponsorship package or would like a customized solution, we are here to meet your advertising needs. Call 615-844-1039. 615-844-1039. Or email saleswnsr at gmail.com. That's saleswnsr at gmail.com. Have you ever met a single person in your life that enjoys paying taxes? No, no one does. If you can't sleep at night because you have a huge problem with the IRS, I've got some free advice for you. This service is strictly limited to individuals that owe the IRS $10,000 or more in back taxes. And if you qualify, we can guarantee that you won't be writing a big fat check to the IRS or our services cost you nothing. The first one hundred people that call today will get a free tax consultation worth $500. Stop worrying about your IRS problem. We can help you. We promise. Call the tax doctor right now. I mean right now to learn more. 800-649-0142. That's 800-649-0142. When was the last time you did something fun with family, friends, co-workers, and clients? What if I told you about a place under one roof that offers affordable entertainment for all ages? That's what you'll find at Strike and Spare Family Fun Centers in Donaldson, Hermitage, Tusculum, Hendersonville, and Murfreesboro with bowling, games, food, drink, and entertainment for all ages. Enjoy an enhanced experience in Hendersonville or Murfreesboro where they feature additional fun with bumper cars, laser tag, roller skating, and more. All locations are open seven days a week, including holidays. Visit online at Strike 
strikeandspare.com. Strike and Spare, where fun is bowling. It's the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. Maybe it's a overreaction on Monday, but I'm going to, moving forward for me, pump the brakes a little bit on Kyle Shanahan. He's got to do it to be included as he's one of the best coaches in the NFL. Now, right now, I would say Andy Reid is one of the best coaches in the NFL, and he's one of the best coaches of all time. The McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin on Nashville Sports Radio WNF. JB and the General, presented by Omni Nashville Hotel, coming to you live from the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center Studios. John Burton, Patton Cook. You know, Patton, when I hear that song, this song here, I think about that scene in Goodfellas when De Niro's character, Jimmy, he decides after the Lufthansa heist, you know what? We got too many people uh, running their mouths. I'm going to take care of business here. Too many wise guys. Around. You know, they zoom into him, and he's just kind of looking. He's sitting at the bar, and he's smoking that cigarette, and he's looking. He's looking at Johnny Roast Beef, and he's looking at Maury. And you just tell, I'm going to, I'm going to take care of business. <laughs> you, can't, you can't say anything if you're dead. You know what I'm saying? That was one of the first things That's I told you. That's one of the first things yep. I told you when you came on board. You better, you got to watch Goodfellas. Yep. If you're going to do a show with me, you got to, you got, you, you, We'll have had to have seen Goodfellas at least, I'd say, 10 times. I don't know if I've hit the 10 mark, but I, yeah. I've definitely watched it a few times, and it, it is really good. How did it not win Best Picture that year? Can you look that up? What? What? I think it was, jeez, uh, I can't remember. <laughs> anyway, that's good radio, sneezing into the microphone. Uh, John Glennon from uh, the Nashville Post will join us at 1025. <laughs> Dances with Wolves. I have never saw Dances with Wolves because it's like eight hours long. And I'm not the biggest Kevin Costner fan. I'm sorry. I will make a I will make a hot take right now, Patton Cook. All right. Sight unseen, Goodfellas is better than Dances with Wolves. Maybe they didn't want to glorify, you know, La Cosa Nostra, you know, that you know, this thing of ours. Right. By giving it the I mean it took Martin Scorsese forever to win an Academy Award for Best Director. He finally did for The Departed. Hmm. Have you seen The Departed? Yes, okay. I have. All right. All right. I was going to say, put that on your list. Got some text to close out hour number one? Yes. Uh, I'll start with Doug. If we can't get to Kevin, we'll get it top Dougie of the fre- hour. Dougie fresh. Uh, kind of going back to our uh, horrific sports moments. Uh, he goes, my worst sports experience, that was at Midfield, where we always stretch prior to an event. This is in track, I'm assuming. I ran the 200-yard dash, uh, now known as the 200 meters. Mm-hmm. And my conversation with some of the ladies in the area got me distracted. Next thing I hear is the yell, you need to get in your blocks. Not fully stretched, I hurried to my position. <laughs> I was favored to win the race. As I hit the turn, which is where I usually extended my lead, something happened to my hamstring. Mm. Feeling funny. With a huge lead, my plane was just limp my way to the finish line mm-hmm. then one runner went by then another i'm now in third place first <laughs> first three winners advanced to state tournament right at the tape i was eased out by another runner finished fourth scholarships for that part of my sports career evaporated every time i see an athlete pull a hammy i relive that horrible event wow thank you doug women i tell you yeah well you know 
Says the guy who's going to get married in a few months. Good Seriously. luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, I'm not running any 200-yard dashes. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah, we're asking you, what's, what is your first sports moment or your reoccurring sports dream? Sports weirdest uh, sports-related dream. We'll get to that and some more texts and phone calls on the other side. Stay with us. Hour number two coming right up. I'm Sherry Preston. Tomorrow marks two years since the Russian invasion of Ukraine. And today the White House is set to announce hundreds of new sanctions against Russia for that and the death of dissident Alexei Navalny. Tomorrow is the South Carolina primary. Former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley trailing Donald Trump badly in the polls, but says she will stay in the race regardless of the outcome. ABC's Alex Prochet has more from Charleston. When you see a 30-point gap in the polls, it is indicative of where the winds are kind of blowing, if you will. But a lot of this also depends on turnout. And so I think, you know, while the former president has a 30-point lead right now, according to our 538 averages, a lot of this depends on how many people show up to this primary. And so that's what I'm going to be watching for turnout tomorrow. AT&T is taking the blame for Thursday's major cell phone outage. Some thought it was a cyber attack. It wasn't. The carrier says it was a software update that went wrong. Still not clear how many of AT&T's customers were affected. This is ABC News. Give the star in your life the brightest gift in the world. Name a star after them. This is Rocky Moselle with International Star Registry. For $59 and a call to 800-282-3333 or visit StarRegistry.com, you can name a star for birthdays, weddings, or even memorials. Over 45 years, we have named millions of stars for celebrities and individuals from around the world. The star you name will be recorded in book form in the U.S. Copyright Office. Visit StarRegistry.com or call 800-282-3333. Offer not valid in all states or where prohibited by law. Loans are subject to lender approval. See website for details. Honey, the credit card bill came, and we're maxed out. Maxed out cards. Rent is due. We just need some extra cash to help us get by. Maybe we should go to 27cash.com. With our bad credit? 27cash.com is one of the largest personal loan networks. They can help people with any type of credit get up to $5,000, and cash can hit our bank account as soon as tomorrow. When you need extra cash, go to 27cash.com. That's 27cash.com. 27cash.com. Buyandtow.com. Get cash for junk cars. Do you have a vehicle that's become a problem? You can get cash in your hand today and your vehicle all the way. They'll buy your vehicle no matter the condition, in your driveway, at your mechanic shop, or even on the side of the road. You can call them at 615-480-6473 or visit buyandtow.com. Get cash in your hand today and your vehicle all the way. 615-480-6473. Buyandtow.com. That's buyandtow.com. Some days I cover up because of my moderate to severe plaque. Psoriasis. Now I'm hitting the road with clearer skin thanks to Sky Rizzi. Rizmkism of Rizza, a prescription only 150 milligram injection for adults who are candidates for systemic or phototherapy. With Sky Rizzi, three out of four people achieved 90% clearer skin at four months. And Sky Rizzi is just four doses a year after two starter doses. 
Don't use if allergic to Skyrizi. Serious allergic reactions and an increased risk of infections or a lower ability to fight them may occur. Before treatment, your doctor should check for infection and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms, such as fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, or if you plan to or recently received a vaccine. Thanks to Skyrizi, there's nothing on my skin, and that means everything. Your doctor today about Sky Rizzi, the number one dermatologist prescribed biologic in psoriasis. And visit skyrizzi.com or call 1 866 Sky Rizzi to learn more. Hi, I'm Jeff Fisher. You know, you've probably heard by now that the Nashville Cats are coming back to Music City. Well, you are correct. They're coming back and they're coming in hot starting April 27th with the first of five home games at the historic Municipal Auditorium. There will be an additional game at FM Bank Arena in mid-May up in Clarksville and that will be honoring our military. Single game tickets as well as season tickets are on sale now. For more information, come visit thenashvillecats.com. Welcome back to the second hour of JB and the General, presented by the Omni Nashville Hotel. Live on WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. Call or text into the show right now, 615-844-5600. That's 615-844-5600. Broadcasting live from the Strike and Spare studio, here's News Channel 5's John Burton and Patton Cook. Oh, hi there. Hour number two of our radio program, JB and the General John Burton, Patton Cook, inside the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center Studios, presented by the Omni Nashville Hotel, 1025. John Glennon from the Nashville Post and the Believe in Titans podcast and NHL.com will join us, talk a little Titans, talk a little Preds. Patton, what was, uh, what was this? Antonio Brown story you were telling me about in the break. What's yeah, going on so, with AB? Uh, Antonio Brown has uh, tweeted out um, that he is suing AB. Of course, Antonio Brown is AB. He is suing himself. So he's um, suing himself. Suing himself. He it's kind of like uh, back in the 90s when Dennis Rodman announced he was getting married at a book signing and he showed up in a wedding dress and he basically married himself. God. You remember? Well, yeah, you weren't. You weren't even. No, you, but you you were swimming when that was happening. Does not but, does not surprise me. Yeah, in, that was in, yeah. In the very least. So it's, yeah, it's, he went on uh, TMZ. It's on YouTube. Last you can night. look it up. Yeah, he went on TMZ last night. Did right. So so I, I mean, well, what can you do? He's out of his mind. You know, the funny part is when he got drafted by the Steelers. I was still working in Pittsburgh, and I remember talking to him a number of times. He seemed like the nicest, just a humble kid, and you know he was on a Hall of Fame trajectory in his career. He was a Hall of Fame talent, but he just yep. went off the freaking deep end. I mean, you know, it's it you know, we laugh and joke about him kind of like we do Kanye West and some of these other kooks out there. But these people need serious psychological help. Yep. And they're not getting it because they got too many hangers on. You know, that's the problem. You know what I mean? It's man. It's sad. It's sad, but uh, let's go ahead and go to the text line here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kevin has sent in a couple. Uh, he goes, is it Lemmy? Is is that who you were talking about earlier? Yeah, John? from uh, from uh, uh, Motorhead. Yeah, uh, he has been dead since 2015. Jeez, John. Oh, all right, Mulehead. Shut up, Mulehead. Jeez. Did you notice <laughs> the Warriors whooping the Lakers' tail oh, last night? Oh, shut up, Mulehead. No troll here. Serious yeah. question. When will Steph guarding some, start getting some MVP love? Oh, stop it. 
Stop it. Stop it, Mulehead. The Warriors stink. They're going nowhere. And one more here. Who, who, who kicked whose ass in the playoffs last year, Mulehead? One more here uh, from Kevin. At one time, 3-6 Mafia had more Oscars than Martin. Yeah, yeah. Who Let was, that sink in. Who was hosting the Oscars that night who said that, right? It was, uh, they, yeah, because 3-6 Mafia won the Oscar for the uh, Hustle and Flow right. movie. It's hard out here for a pimp. And, uh, man, who was who was hosting the Oscars that night? I can't remember. But they went to break, and they came back, and they said, all right, so if you're keeping score at home, 3-6 Mafia, one Oscar. Martin Scorsese, zero Oscars. Mulehead, who, who was the host that said that? Help me out, man. I'm sure he'll text back in. He's such a smart well, ass. Martin having one is just criminal, he says. It is. For once, we agree on something, Muley. Yeah, I mean, should have won for Goodfellas. I mean, now Raging Bull, De Niro won for Best Actor, I believe, and Pesci, I believe, won for Best Supporting Actor, but that did not, that movie Raging Bull, have you seen Raging Bull? Uh, no. Got to see Raging Bull. Yeah. The movie Raging Bull, I believe, did not win for Best Picture. I believe that was the year of Chariots of Fire. Can you look that up for me? Yep. Uh, I believe that was the year Chariots of Fire won. And, you know, I never saw Chariots of Fire. I was really young when it came out, but it just looked like a bunch of guys running on the beach to, like, this, like, piano song. That's all I remember. I mean, Raging Bull was an incredible movie. I mean, the things De Niro did, the method acting that De Niro did in that movie, like, he literally gained, like, I think, like, 30, 40 pounds to, to really portray Jake LaMotta. It's based on a true story about the former uh, middleweight uh, boxer, uh, Jake LaMotta. Ordinary people. Ordinary people. Okay, so that was Mary Tyler Moore. 1980. 1980. So that was Mary Tyler Moore and trying to remember who else. Um, so that beat out Raging Bull? That's, in, that's insane. You got to see Raging Bull. But anyway, De Niro... He literally put on like 40, 50 pounds to play Jake LaMotta after his boxing career when he put on weight. And when he, so they had to delay production. So they did all the scenes where he was like in his prime boxing. He was in shape. De Niro got in really good shape for that movie. You know, he was middleweight boxer. He was lean. He was cut. And so they did all those scenes when he was, when he was, you know, in his prime fighting. They delayed production, I believe. You can fact check me on this to allow De Niro to put on weight, and then he did some prosthetics with his face and everything because Jake Lamont's nose was like it'd been broken eighteen thousand times, and so then he put actually put on the weight to play Jake Lamont after his career, and then they picked up production from there. Now, when actors do this, it isn't safe. It's like no, no. Now they do this under a doctor's supervision. Okay. Yes. I believe that was the story with De Niro, that that you know he gained the weight, but he did so under a doctor's supervision. So it wasn't like he was just like it's going to sound weird, but he gained weight, but like in a healthy way. Right. Like he wasn't just stuffing Oreos and Ho Hos down his gullet. <laughs> right. I don't believe. So, he, but they resumed production, and it was one of the best single singular acting performances in the history of cinema. Robert De Niro playing Jake Lamada. I mean, it was. The film was all, it was filmed all in black and white, and there was just like this aura about the movie. Hmm. It's hard to explain. And Joe Pesci played his brother, and that was really the breakout role for Joe Pesci. 
John Stewart, Kevin texted in. Thank you, Kevin. Yes, it was John Stewart. Kathy Moriarty played Jake LaMotta's second wife. Um, and uh, that was just a that, that's a legendary movie. You got to see that. You got to put that okay. put that on your list. You know, and based on a true story, obviously. Well, and what's the one where uh, he, he, during the Great Depression that 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 other boxing movie? Oh goodness, Cinderella Man. Yes. Okay, that was. Uh, I've th- seen that one. Okay, and that was uh, very the, good movie. The dude from uh, uh, Gladiator, right? Yes. Russell Crowe. Thank you. I can't think of his name. Now, I started to see that, and I don't know. I just, I got, like, I don't know, maybe about a half hour into it, and I was like, eh. And I never picked up on it for some reason. I don't know where or when I watched that. I believe it was for a class maybe at one point at Austin P. But, yeah. Did you take a film class? Did take a film class. Yeah, so did I when I was at Plattsburgh State. I was a comm major, John. I had to get in and out of there. had to get my... (laughs) History of baseball class. I mean, oh boy! Oh History boy. of baseball class. I think I told this story on the air once uh, before. I remember my senior year. I just I took a really hard, intense newscasting class. It was a six credit class. Wow! Right, where you're basically living. You're you. You're, we were part of the Plattsburgh community, gathering news, doing a morning newscast every day. Wow! Uh, I did news at one point. I did sports at one point. But you're basically, you know, you're a college student, but you're going out and gathering news and you're presenting it. And it's your your responsibility to produce, edit, present, all that. I mean it was it was really intense. I mean yep. it was it was you know, it was six credits. You can't you can't screw that up. You know what I mean? So I had to kind of take it easy with my other credits that semester, you know, because I needed to devote time to this one. So one of the classes I ended up taking was uh weightlifting. <laughs> Well, I bet that was hard for you, wasn't it? I did okay. I'd imagine so. Well, I remember it was the it was taught, quote unquote, by the assistant hockey coach Kevin Hooley. All right, he was he was a New England guy. He had a thick New England accent. Uh So we all get in there, and he's like, "All right, uh, welcome to intro to weightlifting here." Uh, So what we're gonna do? You know, he's a former hockey player. You know, big big athletic looking guy, right? He goes, "So what we're gonna do here is." uh, Everybody here is going to get a partner, a partner to weight lift with, okay? You know, get a partner that's about your size, your strength. And he looks around the room, and he looks at me, and he goes, Johnny, you're going to be my partner. So basically, I got college credit for lifting weights with the assistant wow. hockey coach twice a week. <laughs> <laughs> and I took a, I took a, I took a, I, was it a history of basketball class or just like a basketball class? So we basically, you know, I got, you know, college credit for shooting hoops a couple yep. times a week. You got to do what you got to do, man. It's 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 a war that of diploma a, is college is a war of attrition. It survives. Really it really teaches you how to figure things out, how you can you know get done what you need to get done, right? By any means necessary. Well, and to be quite frank, COVID was probably the best thing that ever happened to my college career because all the classes moved online, so mm-hmm. it kind of opened up uh, some avenues. That, that's all I'll yeah, say. Yeah, you, no. you were sitting on your ass playing video games all day. That's Absolutely. what you were doing. It was great. By the way, speaking of video games, how about this? College football. We talked about this off the air the yep. other day. College football, EA Sports college football video game is back. And what were you telling me about uh, the, the, the student-athletes? Yeah, so every uh, Division One, I, I believe, scholarship athlete will be given 600 bucks and uh, a free copy of the video game. Do you have to be a game. football player or you can just 
football. Okay, all uh, right. Strictly football. And so if you're a, schol- a D1 scholarship football player, even if you're the fourth string punter, but somehow you get a scholarship. Exactly. Uh, you you get a to be in the game. So for them to use their name, name image, image and likeness, likeness, you get six hundred bucks and uh, a copy of the game. Now, <laughs> if you are you can be an ambassador of the game, and that gives you uh, that'll give you a little bit more cash in the pocket. So, it, say if Caleb Williams were I was to just come back, say, yeah, exactly, yeah. he he would be getting a little bit more than uh, Joe Schmo at uh, Fresno State, uh, the backup running back. So, it, from all accounts, I haven't seen anybody that's going to turn it down because kids are going to buy it anyway. I mean, well, they're yeah. going to buy this game nonetheless. So it pays for itself, coffee. and you make a little bit of profit off exactly. That. So. Yeah, that is coming this summer. Um, Vander, well, I saw Vanderbilt. They're in the game, quote unquote. They yeah. uh, they posted a graphic yesterday. Tennessee. Everybody's doing it. One of the more anticipated uh, video games. Well, really I can tell you time. this: there was a time, Patton. You could say in the late eighties, probably early two thousand or late eighties, late nineties, early two thousands. You could make the argument that the college football EA sports game was more popular than the Madden football. EA sports game. Here's why. And it makes sense, right? Like, let's say you went to a Mac school, right? You went to Akron or, you know, wherever. The chances of your football program in your lifetime ever winning a D1 national championship are pretty slim. Right. But in EA sports college football, you can run the table. You can win that natty. You can set up a dynasty. You can win three, four natties. You could be like Alabama and Nick Saban. You can win like three, four natties in a row Build with Akron dynasty. or Miami of Ohio or, you know, wherever, right? Yep. I, I had a great uh, a teacher at DCA. Um, he was a big Alabama fan, and he uh, he goes, Patton, well, what do you do whenever Tennessee beats Alabama? I, go, <laughs> I don't know. He goes, turn the Xbox off and go to bed. It was <laughs> – was his answer of course now it's happened it happened last year so the joke isn't as funny but that is a good one it's 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 pretty good now but you're right i um you could take fresno state and win it all and that's the major appeal you could take utep or middle tennessee state bro yep that's why it was so popular i think it was more popular than madden for a while take scotty walden to the top (laughs) utep scotty walden will get there on his own absolutely he will win a natty. Scotty Walden guy, happy for him. Oh, yeah, I know. We got to get him back on the show, just get an update of what it's like, you know. Hopefully, he's smart enough not to cross the border and go into, you know, Mexico from El Paso there. Right. That, just I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend it because knowing Scotty, he's such a friendly, outgoing guy. He, he'd walk up to yep. like members of the cartel and be like, hey, how y'all doing, man? I want you to come out and check out my football team. Yep. Trying to <laughs> sell like, season tickets. Be like, who is this, man? <laughs> Kenny the mailman joins us. Good morning, Kenny. Hello, good friends. How are y'all? Oh, we're just having fun on a Friday, just kicking it. How are you, Kenny? Speaking of fun, that was extremely fun you telling us about your reoccurring dream. Most people are not comfortable enough to No, <laughs> you know, I try to share dreams. a bit of myself with, with our with our audience here, you know. I'm yeah. I'm not quite an open book, but I'm pretty open. And what was really interesting when you finally made it to the field and looked across to the opposing side, the captain of the other team was Jeff from Murfreesboro. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, what what does that say? Yeah, it was Jeff, yeah, it was my good buddy Jeff in the borough, who I'm sure is very excited that uh, that Pat and I are uh, have taken over this show from Pogi. So, uh, well, you're giving my well, best. I, Not really. I love movie talking. By the way, Chariots of Fire is a really good movie. Yeah, based well, on an, is it Kenny? Because 
It just yeah. looks like a Run bunch of guys. Slow. It looks like a bunch of guys running on the beach, bro. Well, it's not really a. You can't take it as a hundred percent sports movie, but it's about the third film out of the nineteen thirty six Olympics, which yeah. is in Berlin. So this was Boys based on a boat. true story. Yeah. Boys in the Boat, Unbroken, and Chariots of Fire. Yeah, they were runners. That One was Jewish and one was Gentile, and the mm-hmm. Germans didn't want the Jewish guy. Yeah, it's more the backstory than the actual running, but yeah, it's very I mean, I love I love the theme from it, you know, the Vangelis yeah. theme, the, the uh, instrumental. That was like a top top 40, top 10 hit. I used to yeah, hear that all I'm the time. Say a movie of the year, but it, it is good and has a good underpinnings. And one of the runners that one actually went on to be a missionary killed by the Japanese in World War II. Oh, no so kidding. I didn't it, know that. Yeah, it's a great, great story. Uh, speaking of movies, yeah. I got to do something about three weeks ago that I never dreamt Kenny the Mailman would ever do. I walked the red carpet on a movie premiere, and it was right here in Nashville, Tennessee. Oh, yeah? What movie? Yeah, well, it's my good friend, Tim Shaw, you know, who plays for the yep, Titans. Yep, He He was uh, one of the co-stars of a movie called The Case for Love. It was like uh, 14 different people through the all throughout the country who's faced difficulties and has mm-hmm. come out the other end to help people. And actually, Yeah, for those that don't know, Tim Shaw, the former Titan, is battling uh, ALS disease. Yeah, Just want to let everybody know that. So much money. Tim Shaw and the Thistle. Ladies group over on Charlotte Avenue was part of this national movie, The Case for Love. And he invited me and we got to actually be there. Now the spotlight wasn't as big as on the, some of the bigger movies, but right. y'all hear of this on demand or it coming out soon, The Case for Love. It was a very, very special movie. Very so, cool. Well, I'll I know be it's checking a slow out. time of the year, but, uh, with Channel 5 or with sports, you ought to get in touch with Tim's father and they'll tell you all about it and what's happened since then about being in that movie. Yeah. Maybe we'll get him on the show. That'd be great. It, it is, is really, really, you know, you always hear the kooky side of people going off the rails and doing kooky, th- kooky things. There's people that are also doing really, really good things attached with sports. Absolutely. You're hundred percent right. Y'all have a great day and keep dreaming. All right, Kenny, <laughs> Kenny, the mailman, everybody. All right, when we come back, John Glennon from the Nashville Post, the Believe in Titans podcast, and NHL.com will join us to talk a little Titans and Preds and whatever else. (laughs) Nashville Sports Radio, stick around. With 13 locations nationally, including Smyrna, Star Leasing Company is a semi-trailer one-stop shop and the perfect place to build a career as a semi-trailer mechanic. Seeking candidates with all levels of experience, Star Leasing Company has a semi-trailer technician trainee program with sign-on and quarterly bonuses and other opportunities such as $1,000 for having a yearly physical. Package also includes 401k with company match, health, dental, and vision insurance, competitive pay with weekly paychecks, and paid holidays and time off. Star Leasing Company, not your typical semi-trailer leasing company. It's StarLeasing.com to learn more. A friend of mine just bought a new house for the first time. A new house. I mean, my wife and I loved to own a house. So I asked him how he did it. And he smiled and he said he went to the knowledge tree. (laughs) He had this happy look on his face. So I told him to tell me more. And he said, John, the lack of knowledge will keep you poor. Then he handed me a brochure. It was from Knowledge Tree Mortgage. Now I understood. And after one phone call, I understood even more. Knowledge Tree Mortgage specializes in first-time homebuyers. Folks like me who get the runaround from banks. And he got us pre-qualified. Knowledge Tree Mortgage got us our mortgage. And tomorrow, my wife and I are going to become first-time homebuyers. Here's the number. 859-9599. 859-9599. Money doesn't grow on trees. Knowledge does. 
Knowledge Tree Mortgage, 859-9599, 859-9599. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. I like putting parlay bets together, hammering the overs, and anytime player touchdown bets always have me on the edge of my seat. So if you're ready to do the same, visit FanDuel.com win and kick off the NFL season. That's FanDuel.com win. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. 21 plus in President Kentucky. First online real money wager only $5 pregame money line wager required. First online real money wager only $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In a single moment, everything can change. When a player's sudden cardiac event brought a national football game to a halt, it shone a spotlight on the importance of CPR readiness. Now, with youth sports in full swing, the American Heart Association is rallying parents and coaches to be ready in an emergency. To be ready, learn hands-only CPR. It's a skill anyone can learn in minutes. Visit heart.org slash hands-only CPR and become a lifesaver today. Are you ready for some March Madness? Then don't miss out on any of the action at the High Valley Conference Basketball Championship presented by United Fidelity as the return of the Ford Center downtown Evansville for March 6th through the 9th as the first entries into the men's and women's NCAA basketball tournaments are crowned. All session tickets and single game tickets are now on sale to each OVC school's ticket office, Ticketmaster, and the Ford Center box office. Visit ovcsports.com forward slash Evansville for more details and be there to OVC it in person. All right, I am going to get this right because I have uh, gotten this wrong several times before. We are joined by John Glennon, who covers the Titans for the Nashville Post. He is the co-host of the Believe in Titans podcast. He also covers the Nashville Predators for NHL.com. John, did I get it right? Almost. Almost, Johnny. Very close. I I am no longer with the NHL.com. Uh, Robbie Stanley's back doing that now, but all the oh okay, cool. yeah. All right, well, damn, I was so proud of myself. <laughs> I was. Uh... <laughs> okay. We'll just have to have John back in, uh, back on again. Yeah, so we can get it right the next time. <laughs> Johnny, how are you? Good morning, pal. Thanks for joining us. I'm sure. Thanks for having me on. I'm doing well. Hope you guys are. No, uh, we're doing okay. If you don't mind, I- I'd like to start with a little bit of Preds talk. Is that okay? Sure. Well, you know, they get the win last night in L.A., and they're right there, you know, in the hunt for that final wild card spot in the West. Do you get the sense that this team's going to go all in to try to make the playoffs, or might they make a move at the trade deadline, either adding or subtracting? What, do you, what vibe do you get from the Preds as we uh, approach the trade deadline? Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, if if you'd asked me the same question a week ago, you know, I don't think there was any doubt in anybody's mind that the Preds would be sellers, maybe big-time sellers, 
at the at the deadline because you know they were just coming off that awful home loss, that nine two defeat to, to to Dallas. Uh, it left such a bad taste in, in, in players' mouths and the home fans and so forth. And it really looked as if, you know, you, you were going to toss your hands up at that point and say, okay, time to, time to shed some, some players again. And all of a sudden, the, the Preds have gone out west and, and, and kind of reinvented themselves, have gone 3-0 and on, on this road trip out there, and they've beaten two of the most important teams for them to beat, the Blues and the Kings, and they're right back in the thick of the of the chase for the uh, for the wild card spot. So you know, I, I think there's there's still five games left, I believe, before the trade deadline kicks in. I think Barry Trotz has a lot more to think about right now, whereas before, you know, he was probably willing to to uh, you know part with a lot more and and uh, you know gain some more capital uh, in terms of, of whether it's draft or payroll, etc. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, I, I think you have to consider, hey. Can this team, you know, get in the playoffs? And how important is that to this franchise when the team did not make the playoffs last year? Uh, you know, it's it's a different situation now. And uh, certainly I don't think the Preds are going to be a team that's going to go all in at the trade deadline and then pick up players. I don't think they're that kind of a team with that kind of potential to make a run. But it's a lot uh, bigger question now whether they whether they sell or whether they kind of stand pat. See, that's the question I have, John, because, okay, Obviously, you know, it's it's a good thing. It's never a bad thing, as Pogi would tell me all the time, to make the playoffs, right? Ownership loves <laughs> right. it because you get two, you know, you get the revenue from a minimum two playoff home games, and it's great experience for the younger players. But I think we're all in agreement here. If the, if the Preds make the playoffs, they're probably not going to stick around for very long, more than likely. So I'm wondering, if, you know, is it worth it at this point? Why wouldn't you you know, try to trade some assets and get get more assets vis-a-vis draft picks or, like you said, salary cap relief. Where, where, do, you, where do you come out on that? Yeah, it, it certainly makes sense. You know, I, I think that's something that the franchise would have to decide, you know, uh, how important is it to the franchise to, to have another playoff team. You mentioned a couple good reasons. There's, there's good revenue that comes in. At the playoffs, and I think it just increases. Uh, I don't know, for for lack of a better phrase, sort of the buzz value. You get you get people talking about your team again when you make the playoffs. You get people saying, "Hey, this is a playoff team. Hey, sign me up for some tickets next year. I think right. this team is going to go places." That kind of thing. And so I think the franchise will have to to make a decision at that point because no, I, I would not see them getting out of the first round even if they uh, even if they do make the playoffs. So. I still, yeah, I still think they would lean towards making deals uh, at this point because this is not, um, you know, it, it's not a team that's on the verge of any kind of a long playoff run. So I think that's where I would still lean to. And, and even if it comes down to, you know, making a deal for UC Soros, you know, I certainly don't think that's that's out of the realm of possibility right now. Uh, we, we've all seen how well the uh, the goal, the presumed goaltender of the future. Yaroslav Askarov is, is doing in, in Milwaukee, mm-hmm. uh, tearing it up up there. So, you know, again, that, that, that makes And that, Kevin Lankinen hasn't been bad, John, you know, when he's played. He's been okay. Who's that now? Kevin Lankinen's Kevin been Lankinen. okay when he's played, right? Oh, sure, sure. Yeah, I just don't think he's, he's uh, you know, goaltender of the, of the future. No, no, no. Type of but I'm, I'm just yeah. wondering, maybe is he a guy that, can, you know, can kind of hold down the fort until Askarov is yeah. ready? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I don't think Escaroff is at the point of his career now where he's going to be like a, 
a 50 or 60 game, you know, a starter in the NHL. But certainly, you know, if the, if the Preds were to trade, you know, Saros to the deadline and then go with a tandem of, of Lankin and Askarov, uh, down the stretch, I, you know, I think that's still a pretty solid group. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's, that's definitely still in play. What about Colton Sissons? He had a goal and two helpers last night. You know, he's quietly had a really good season, and I, you kind of take for granted how long he's been here, John. You know, he's been he's he's been a predator forever, man. He has been around, yeah, and and you know the the predators. For, it seems like for all season, you know, the predators have been crying out for for depth help. You know, it's been uh, they, for for most of the season, it's been a question of. You know, if if the the first line can't score, then then things aren't going to go so well for the Predators. But that's where you know this road trip we we've seen guys like Colton Sissons uh, and and some of the other youngsters, Evangelista, Novak, uh, you know, players like that are are, are chipping in. But yes, yeah, Sissons uh, certainly would be an interesting potential piece. Uh, you know, to potentially dangle and, and trade as well. Uh, you know, great veteran. You know, good solid leader kind of guy. Um, and if the Preds have made that decision that, that, you know, it is time to, to continue this process of, of revamping and retooling, Sissons, you know, is, is one point short of a, of a career high, so he might make a very nice addition to somebody out there. John, forgive me for this, but it's your pin tweet right now, which is the Peyton Manning and the Titans chase. And I, I just, once we, I knew we were having you on the show, I just kind of skimmed through it a couple minutes ago. I, I want to ask you about that because as someone who was in, I believe, ninth grade at the time, I was feverishly uh, <laughs> refreshing my old uh, school computer. What do you remember of those couple of weeks uh, of the Titans chasing Peyton Manning, trying to get him to be their next quarterback? Oh, certainly, it was it was quite the uh, quite the frenzy. Uh, um, you know, I think Bud Adams made it made it very clear, no uncertain terms, that that was his number one goal, and that the and that the excuse me, not the Predators, the, the Titans were to leave no stone unturned in, in their pursuit uh, of Peyton Manning. And, and, of course, we all know what Peyton Manning uh, means to the state of, of Tennessee. And, and uh, you know, so, so there's a great sense of anticipation. Even when he came here to, uh, to visit, you know, I can remember uh, being kind of outside the facility, um, you know, and, and there, were, there were a large amount of fans who had gathered by the facility when kind of word got out that he was visiting, you know, and they were just trying to get a glimpse of, of Peyton Manning and, and kind of add to their uh, hopes that, that, that Peyton Manning would, would somehow land here. And I think it was, you know, maybe closer than expected. I think, I think Denver was probably always going to be the, the runaway favorite to, to land Peyton Manning, but I think the Titans did themselves proud, and that, that story kind of reflects the, uh, the chase uh, and the efforts that they put in. <laughs> Um, which, which were, which were pretty interesting, uh, you know, to the, the extent that they did it and had him trying out, uh, or not trying out, but, but going through a little bit of a workout to see how his arm was. And they had to go through, uh, all kinds of stealth procedures and do this at a, you know, a little used football field at a, at a, uh, at a high school in Knoxville and, uh, all, all kinds of interesting things in that story. But yeah, it was quite a, uh, quite a time, uh, you know, for, for Tennessee fans. To, uh, to hope anyway yeah really really good article i invite everyone to <laughs> go back and, and read through that really well done uh, speaking Thank on the you. titans uh john of course we had the coordinators introduced last week what did you make of 
uh, of both of them. I, I thought Denard Wilson came across as more of the exciting hire, I think, for Titans fans. But w- what did you make of the press conference last week? And let me just add to that, John, before you answer. A little bit different atmosphere at these press conferences lately, no? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd say. there's uh, If the uh, competitiveness at the uh, press conferences uh, rolls over onto the field next year, I, I think the Titans are in, in, in good shape, no, no doubt. Um, uh, Violent and physical, definitely, in the presser, too, right, John? (laughs) Absolutely, absolutely. Um, But, yeah, I think think Denard Wilson came across as a very sharp guy, very well-spoken, certainly very aggressive guy. And, and, you know, I I can remember, you know, Brian Callahan, I think, in his initial press conference, when he talked about the kinds of coaches uh, that he wanted to get, he said he kind of wanted to get coaches – that, that caused him trouble from time to time. Uh, and certainly, you know, Denard Wilson's uh, secondaries over the years have, uh, have certainly caused offenses all kinds of problems. So he struck me as, as a very sharp guy. And when you just look at the resume, you know, what he did with the Ravens secondary last year, what he did with the Eagles secondary the, the year before, um, you know, I, I think there's a lot of uh, excitement about what he can do uh, with, a, with a group that, that really is in need uh, of help and has been for years, uh, the secondary of, and specifically the corners for the Titans. Yeah, I thought Nick Holtz maybe played a little bit of a secondary role, but I, I think that's understandable too, uh, because unlike Denard Wilson, he is not going to be the, the play caller. Um, and it's, and it's almost, you know, it's sort of like a, uh, strikes me as a little bit of kind of a grooming role, you know, by Brian Callahan, similar to what he went through, uh, with Zach Taylor in, in Cincinnati. Uh, obviously, these guys share a quite a relationship. Brian Callahan and Nick Holtz goes back all the way to, to high school. Um, not a great deal of NFL, or, or I should say, high level NFL experience on the resume of Nick Holtz. You know, he was the, the passing game uh, coordinator, or excuse me, uh, quarterbacks coach, I believe, for for uh, Jacksonville last year. Yep. But, but you know, not a ton of experience there. Uh, so it, this is a situation where you have to believe. Uh, if you're a Titans fan, that Brian Callahan knows best about Nick Holtz. John Glennon from the Nashville Post and the Believe in Titans podcast joins us. All right, John, well, obviously we've got the uh, Combine coming up next week, and then after that the free agency period opens up. Titans, I believe, have the second most cap space in the league. Do you expect a you know spending frenzy from Amy Adams' trunk and the Titans in free agency, <laughs> <laughs> or how do you see it? Yeah, you know, I mean, it, it's interesting. How many years have we been at this point, and, and we're kind of saying, don't expect much from the Titans. You know, there, there's not a lot of cap space there. You know, they're not going to be too reckless. They just don't have the room to sign players. Well, this year, it's it's completely different. You know, I, I think they're number two or three in cap space in the NFL right now, and you're looking at a very needy team with, with lots of holes to fill. So, you know, I don't know if, if they're going to go out and get, uh, you know, number one guys at, at, at each position, but I think they have to use some of that money and, and spend it wisely. Um, you know, they, they've got significant holes on the offensive line, uh, at wide receiver, at cornerback, uh, and there are some, some solid targets out there. You know, I, I think they've got to use that, that money, I think especially – you know, first priority to me is, is at the offensive line. Um, just because you, you look at it right now, 
and really, there's only to, to me, there's only one guaranteed starter coming back, and that's Peter Skaronsky at left guard. And mm. you know, you, maybe it's Brunskill at right guard. You know, maybe somehow Brewer gets re-signed at center. Uh, you know, the tackles certainly are big question marks. So, so that that position in particular, or that group in particular, really needs to be uh, a focus for the Titans going into both free agency and the draft. I think. What about secondary? Secondary, too. You know, corners uh, certainly have to be a priority because at this point, you'd have to think, uh, I think it's pretty clear Christian Fulton won't be coming back. That was one starter on the outside. I think it's doubtful that, that Sean Murphy Bunting is going to come back at this point. That was pretty much your other starter. Mm. So really, of your top three corners, you know, Roger McCreary, who was primarily the nickel guy last year, is really the only guy coming back. So, you know, I, I think you have to take a, uh, a big look at, at the, uh, the targets there. I mean, I, I think there are really two elite corners that are pending unrestricted free agents, uh, and that's Jalen Johnson of Chicago and LeJarrius Sneed of Kansas City. The problem, of course, is there's a decent chance that both those guys get the franchise tag. Uh, so you, you may end up having to drop down to kind of the next tier for, uh, for cornerback help. I, I like Kendall Fuller. Uh, Washington, you know, over mm-hmm. a thousand snaps each of the last three years. He's been productive. I think that's a possibility. Certainly, the uh, Brian Callahan would have some uh, <laughs> some background on on uh, Chidobi Awuzie, who played for the Bengals last year. You know, Stephen Gilmore with Dallas is older but still talented. So I, th- I still think there's some decent cornerbacks out there. I, I think they have to probably land at least one corner in free agency and grab one corner in the in the draft as well. I'm required by Tennessee law to ask you this percentage chance the Titans re-sign Derrick Henry. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Yes, yeah, so that has been a little bit of a topic. Yeah, I, a little bit. You know, uh, yeah, I, I just don't see it happening, uh, honestly. Um, you know, I, I think it's just kind of time. You know, I think that it's going to be kind of those deals where, you know, no hurt feelings. Mm-hmm. Everybody's okay on, on each side. It's just time for a, for a fresh start. You know, you've got – a new coach, obviously, and Brian Callahan coming in, bringing a new type of offense. And I don't think it's fair to him to kind of uh, to sort of saddle him to the to the offensive style that the Titans have been using for the last several years, several years, and that that's built around Derrick Henry. And it certainly has had its share of success, obviously. But that's that's not necessarily Brian Callahan's style, and the success has been diminishing also the last couple of years as well. And then on the other hand, you know, you've got Derrick Henry, who's 30 years old now and, and uh, you know, eight years under his belt. Uh, and he's saying, okay, I've, I've, uh, I've done a lot of good things, but I haven't won a Super Bowl yet. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, won a, uh, I won a college uh, title at Alabama. I'd like to, to cap my career with a Super Bowl. And I think it's pretty difficult to look at the Titans roster and say it's going to be a Super Bowl contender at this point. So I think it's completely understandable that Derrick Henry might be you know, might be looking around as well. So uh, I, I think, you know, maybe the Titans make some kind of, of, of effort uh, to, to return Derrick Henry, maybe just to, to placate fans potentially because I, there's going to be a lot of fans, as we all know, that are going to be very, very upset, and they're not going to understand at all if, if Derrick Henry walks. So maybe you have to make some kind of effort. But in the end, I, I think it's going to be a fresh start on, on both sides is my guess at this point. Johnny, as always, we appreciate the time, man. Wahoo-wah, lean back. 
and all that good stuff. <laughs> Nashville Post and the Believe in Titans podcast, correct? You got it. You got it, Johnny. <laughs> well done. All right, Johnny. Have a great weekend. Thanks again. Okay, thanks, guys. All right, the great John Glennon, friend of show from the Nashville Post and the Believe in Titans podcast. I, I'm with him. I, I've maintained. I know Teresa came on on Monday and said there's a fit. It's fifty fifty. I had her on Sportsline the other night too. Uh-huh. She said fifty fifty. Derek Henry. I think it's less than five percent. I'm a little bit higher, but not. I'm fifteen probably, and I think. Like to John's point, I think they will make a run at him just for optics, mm-hmm. uh, for no hey, other. Hey, we reason. made him an offer, exactly. fans. He, you know, you, because either way, they're going to take a major pay, yeah. pay uh, 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 PR hit. But I mean, the teams you hear like re- that, that, like their office phone over at Ascension St. Thomas Sports Park is going to get flooded with calls when yeah, it becomes I, official. How could you not bring back Derek Henry? He's the the the. the, the. I, I think they're better off just unplugging the phone. <laughs> That day, I, I, word of advice over to St. Thomas Sports Park. But the teams rumored right now are pretty interesting: Dolphins, Cowboys, mm-hmm. Eagles. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, the, the teams are rattling up, and you just look where the Titans stack to the other ones. It's a no-brainer. Yeah, those those are all like playoff slash Super Bowl contenders. All right, we come back. We'll talk a little NBA. My team won last night. Your team lost. My team did not. Thanks, Donovan. WNSR, stay with us. Looking for something to take your mind off this traffic? How about a true story of instant success? Did you hear about the two friends who went grocery shopping in Ashland City and picked up everything on their list plus $75,000? Or the one where a truck driver made a last-minute stop off Interstate 40 and drove off with a cool million? All their lives changed in an instant, and yours could too. So stop by your local retailer for your chance with instant games from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing, life-changing fun. Please play responsibly. Your brain is an amazing thing, but as you get older, it naturally begins to change, causing a lack of sharpness or even trouble with recall. Thankfully, the breakthrough in Prevagen helps your brain and actually improves memory. The secret is an ingredient originally discovered in jellyfish. Based on a clinical study of subgroups of individuals who are cognitively normal or mildly impaired, Prevagen has been shown to improve memory. A Pharmacy Times national survey of pharmacists rated Prevagen the number one pharmacist-recommended memory support brand for the fifth year in a row. You can find it in the vitamin aisle in stores everywhere without a prescription. Help your memory. Try Prevagen today. Prevagen. Healthier brain, better life. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. We all hear the radio ads about the IRS. They tell you to be afraid, to be scared, and they try to frighten you into calling. I'm not here to do that. Tax Relief Advocates is different. TRA is here to tell you that if you owe money to the IRS, whether it's $5,000, $50,000, or $500,000, we have a solution. It doesn't matter if you're sitting in your car, at work, or with your kids. No matter where you are, call now. 800-617-0239. Don't lose hope. TRA can eliminate or reduce what you owe to the IRS. There is zero risk to you. If we can't reduce your tax debt, then you pay nothing. Our passion is taxes and helping individuals fix their IRS problems. We have a five-star rating on Google and Yelp and an A-plus with the Better Business Bureau. You don't need to be afraid of the IRS any longer. End your tax nightmare today by visiting us online at tra.com or call 800-617-0239. That's 800-617-0239. 
Tax Relief Advocates, real solutions for real people. Do you ever feel like gambling is causing financial strain or hurting your relationships? The Gambling Clinic has been helping people who want to change their gambling habits for over two decades. With physical clinics and remote online appointments, we're here to help you make informed decisions about your gambling so it doesn't lead to a bigger problem. Visit us at thegamblingclinic.com so we can work together to help you win your life back. This project is funded by the Tennessee Department of Mental Health and Substance Abuse Services. Hey, it's John Burton from News Channel 5. And it's Patton Cook from National Sports Radio. We are excited for our new show, JB and the General, every Monday through Friday right here on WNSR Nashville Sports Radio. Talking all things Titans, Nashville SC, Preds, anything you want, we can talk. And we don't mind going off the beaten path once in a while as well. Again, that's every Monday through Friday, 9 to 11, right here on WNSR. (laughs) NBA resumed last night after the... uh, all-Star break in that riveting All-Star game. Cavaliers without uh, Donovan Mitchell lost last night. And my New York Knicks, still without Julius Randle and OG Ananobi, went into Philly and spanked them. You know, the Cavs are having a great year, but my Knicks should be the two seed right now, bro. I, I don't know if I'd go that far, <laughs> What, what, what's the matter, Donovan Mitchell? What do you have? The sniffles couldn't yeah, play last night? I, he must, uh, him and LeBron must have went to the same bar the night after the All-Star <laughs> game. A little, little hungover a little bit. Uh, going, but I, I don't believe LeBron played last night either, so I, I'm not sure. Yeah, what, that's the only reason why Steph had 32 points, mule head. Well, and it, it, to be very completely honest i mean it's not like either one of those guys were giving their heart out on the floor exactly the exactly before, uh, yeah. the cavaliers losing to the magic last night 116 to 109 again donovan mitchell didn't play um yeah mo wagner last night was just taking us to school uh was dominating <laughs> down low and hit his brother friends i believe uh Quite, quite the brother matchup, the Orlando matchup. But don't you think the East is a lot more? Listen, Boston is clearly the best team, yeah. but they're beatable. Yeah, they're not. They're not. They're not. They're not invincible. I mean, they got a great record. They're great at home. They've got you know those two stud players, but you know they kind of choked it away last year. And so I, you know, yeah, I, they're not I world beaters. I'm sure as a Cavs fan, me as a Knicks fan, I would not be scared if my team played them in the Eastern Conference Finals. They, they prop, we'd probably lose. Especially as banged up as we are, but I wouldn't be scared of them. What say you? I agree. They're not like the Atlanta Hawks a couple of years ago, where uh, they would get the number one seed and then the Cavs, I believe, swept them in, yeah. in, the, in the postseason. I got yeah. a great story to tell about this. Just reminded me. Uh, I remember listening to George Plaster. Uh, I don't believe he was on this station. I believe mm-hmm. he was on another one, mm-hmm. uh, and he was bat flipping about his Atlanta Hawks, uh, who were the number one seed. We've got the number one seed, and he and he liked uh, them beating the Cavaliers. Oh man! Well, well that course, was a speed bump for LeBron. That and the went Cavs. on, and uh, I 
I, I called in to uh, his show and I go, hey, George, how about those Atlanta Hawks there, pal? Let's uh, go. I'm cast. having trouble hearing <laughs> you. I hate to do this, Patton, but got to right. run. Yeah, great moment as a uh, as a DCA student calling into the George Blanchard I'm show. sure. All right, before our last break, let's go to the phones real quick. Dana Dane. Never going to let you fade away, away. Hi, Dane. What's going on, John? I, I like you doing the background. Yeah, I'll do it once background. in a while. Yeah, you know, I, I like no, to let, I, I like, like to let the professionals do it, but you know, if I'm an, if, that, that takes us back to the original version there. Exactly, you know? that's right. <laughs> but, hey, you you were uh, a couple of things here. You were talking about Raging Bull a while ago, which is a great movie. Mm-hmm. But did you did you ever at fifty? Did you ever see the centerfold that his wife did in Playboy? De Niro's wife? Uh, no, Jake LaMotta. Jake, Jake LaMotta's LaMotta. wife? No. Man, dude, at 50, she was a knockout. Uh, are you talking about Kathy Moriarty or actual Jake LaMotta's actual wife? His, his wife. Oh, okay. She no, was, no, I never saw man, that. Was, at 50 years old, she posed for uh, for uh, dude, Playboy? She was, she was fine as frog hair, man. I ain't kidding. <laughs> but anyway... I'm going to have to Google but, that, but, not here at work, obviously. But, but, but anyway... Uh, Anyway, uh, today is my lovely wife's 53rd birthday. You mentioned that you were Happy birthday, Mrs. Dane. We love you. Thank you for your support. Mrs. Dane turns 50. How old? 53? Uh, 53. I'm sure Uh she does look a day over 33. But I'm I'm 62, so that makes You cradle robber. robber, Well, we love anyway, Mrs. Dane on this show. Happy birthday to her! Yeah, we're, yep. we're sitting here having our coffee, listening. So, just uh, thought I thought I'd call up and chime in on that a little bit. But anyway, all right, fellas, go balls. We need to beat Texas A and M tomorrow night. All right, yeah. Anyway, well, don't don't you know screw around like yeah, you did against Missouri. You're gonna get beat. Yeah, you're, good point. You're, you're gonna get beat if you mess around and see what happened last time. All right, let's take our final break. We'll come back and wrap it up. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Bar Lines at the Omni Nashville Hotel downtown is at the heart of Music City. Located within walking distance of the Country Music Hall of Fame, Bar Lines at the Omni is your downtown honky-tonk destination. Watch your team from any seat on their plentiful HD TVs and catch a live show on the Bar Lines stage featuring live music seven days a week. Bar Lines has the ultimate southern comfort food. Get started with classic fried green tomatoes or bourbon barbecue wings. Then it's on to the massive Smashville double stack or the world famous bar lines grinder oh you've never heard of the bar lines grinder two kinds of cheese lettuce dijon smoked turkey smoked bacon smoked ham now that's some smoke you want local brews and local spirits are on tap at bar lines take a seat on the patio outside and soak up the rhythm of music city bar lines at the omni nashville hotel fifth avenue downtown
Wesley Financial Group is not a law firm. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare. In the process, started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. The crazy thing is, this never ends. Even when you die, your family's now going to be stuck with this burden. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. If we take you as a client, I guarantee we'll cancel your timeshare or you'll pay nothing. Call for your free information kit. 800-462-3333. That's 800-462-3333. 800 <clears throat> Oh, beautiful gold rush with your sparkling top prize. You surely are a sight for sore eyes. And jackpot slots with your chance of $75,000 winners. Oh, how I'd take you for a candlelight dinner. Uh, sounds like people are really loving the new February Instant Game from the Tennessee Lottery. Play today for your chance to win up to $5 million, only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. It's a Bill King show. Brad, when that news hit, how did you respond? What were your thoughts? I'm always thinking betting first, but from a historical aspect, you know, there used to be debate as far as who the greatest is. It Bear Bryant is it Nick Saban. To me, it's Nick Saban, and I'm not a guy that lives in the moment. I just think Nick Saban is the greatest college football coach of all time. Weekday mornings beginning at 6 on Sports Radio 560 on 95.9 FM. Welcome back to JB and the General on WNSR National Sports Radio from the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center Studios. Do you want to give a shout out, John? Before yes, by we all means, please do. This show, I've got some family listening. My aunt Cindy, currently in Kansas City, Missouri, Lee Summit, to be exact, uh, tuned in. I appreciate her. Um, aunt Cindy, shout out! Thank absolutely. you for listening. My uh, dad's sister, uh, mm-hmm. who's tuned in right now, so I appreciate her. She's a Chiefs fan? Big Chiefs fan. Her so, and uh, her husband, Aaron. They, uh, they probably still smell like champagne, probably, right? Probably. <laughs> uh, very jealous. Uh, very jealous, I must say. But thank you, Aunt Cindy. I appreciate you tuning in. Yeah. Call in sometime, Aunt Cindy. Absolutely. I want to get some dirt on my on my, uh, on my my show partner here. There is plenty, I'm sure. <laughs> there is plenty. So Mulehead called, and then he hung up? Yeah. Coward, coward Mulehead. Coward. Just wasn't ready for the heat. He, he, we didn't, want, he didn't want to. Yeah, he, he wanted to talk that uh, that uh, Steph Curry smack. And I, I, he, I had all my stats pulled he, up. He here. knows I was, we were going to put him in his place. So yeah, yeah, that's exactly. That's what right. Happened. Take the weekend to think it over, Mulehead. We'll yeah. get to you on Monday, maybe if we allow you on. But uh, week number one for JB and the General in the books, man. It's uh, we're off and running, my man. That we are. It's been a pleasure. It's been a lot of fun. Um, I appreciate it. All, all the listeners uh, who have interacted with us makes uh, makes a lot of fun to kind of talk to listeners, both on the text and the phone lines. Of course, text lines back open, everybody. So uh, feel free to hit hit the line six one five eight four four fifty six hundred. Yeah, what do we got tonight? We got uh, we got any uh, Grizzlies action? What, what do we uh, have Grizzlies should be back in action. They weren't in action uh, last night. I will uh, double check on that. But uh, yeah, Grizzlies should be back. Vandy boys, Tennessee baseball, mm-hmm. and they're all back uh, this weekend. 
Yep, and like I said, we'll get ready for the NFL Combine next week. That should be an interesting week for Brian Callahan and Rand Carthon. Uh, we assume Rand will be there. Anyway. <laughs> Rand will be there, okay? <laughs> he didn't go to the Senior Bowl. Yeah, I, I, I'm assuming he's going to be there. Um, but if he's not, then we, we, we have something to talk about, right? <laughs> that, that we do. I mean, yeah. <laughs> of course, uh, Nashville SC is well on Sunday, so tune in Monday. I'll give my thoughts on uh, on the game. Looking forward to it. Yeah, are you going to be doing those uh, those those game write ups again? Like uh, you did last hoping year? to do so. Got to nail down a few uh, different things, but looking forward to uh, doing that the rest of the year. Start of the season. Not going to be able to, but mm-hmm. uh, as the season progresses. Well, you do have a wedding to plan, and you know, yes, you know um, you're the co-host of the number one sports talk show in all of Nashville. Correct. By the way, we're correct. Uh, Clippers at Grizzlies tonight, uh, 6.30. So what's that, a uh, 6.15 pregame? Correct. Uh, 6.30 yeah. first tip. All right. Clippers really good right now. Yeah, they are. Uh, really starting to turn it on, and Kawhi Leonard is playing. Um, so as long as that continues, they're going to be a great He's team. He's playing but, at an MVP level, is he not Exactly, now? and that, yeah. that's the problem. When does he play? Exactly. Well, when he plays, he's pretty darn good. Exactly. <laughs> All right, the McFarland's coming up at 2. They welcome your phone calls, and they mean it. As we said, Grizzlies basketball tonight, 6.30 tip-off, 6.15 Pre-game on these airwaves. Great national programming all weekend long as well here on WNSR. Thanks for uh, listening, everybody. First week in the books with myself and Pat and Cook. We can't thank you enough for your listenership and your loyalty. We'll talk to you on Monday. Jim Rome is next.